We are talking about a comic book, which we all read. If you did not also read this comic book, be aware we may talk about the events that happen inside of it. If this is going to make you sad, you should read the comic book first. That's like playing pretend with five-year-olds. Oh, that Spider-Man, he was just a clone. Did I just have a stroke? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. I have tough skin, apparently. I did not know I had this power. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. What we did not know was that Nikolai Tesla was the original designer of the Fleshlight. Make it, make it, do it, makes us... Welcome, everybody, to episode 86 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. I am Luke. <laughs> Are you? I Are think you sure? I am Luke. Maybe. <laughs> Something. Joel's here. Hi. Anne's here. Hello. Andy's here. Why do I got to be last? <coughs> Sup? Uh, on this episode, we are going to be talking about James Stokoe's Orkstain. It is a five-issue miniseries that came out from Image in 2010. Yes. Um... I just wasn't sure about the year. Uh, we will talk about that later, but we got some we got some stuff to talk about today. Let's talk so, about stuff. Uh, I want to I want to I want to go on a digression here for a minute about <laughs> like we never do about reading stuff. So uh, most people that listen to the show and and you guys know that I'm reading. I'm trying anyway to read all of the books on my trade shelf in alphabetical order. Um, and the reason that I do, did this is because I have a trade shelf that is it's it is a six foot by four foot bookcase that is now overfull meaning that there is a second bookcase that has uh is now containing trades and i've only read maybe a third to half of what i own monster um, oh, you monster right so i want to read all of it um and the, and a lot of them I, a lot of them i should clarify that there's a lot of them on there that i've read maybe two or three issues and i know that i really like them but then i bought a full trade and i just haven't read the full trade yet so but um so uh, i i'm I have this thing. Like, I used to... I'm a completist when I read stuff, right? I have to finish shit. Um, I can't... It's very... It's only recently that I've been able to ever put down a book in the mm. middle when it's just so bad that I can't do it. And it's very... Dead. It's what? It's very rare. Like, and I mean, even regular... Like, I tried to read sort of Shannara, and I got halfway <laughs> through it, and I finally just said, "Fuck this! I can't do it. I can't not do it." You know, I I loved that kid. That kid, oi! Um, <laughs> I loved that book when I was a kid. When I was like in middle school, that was awesome. And I loved the Shannara series, and I read all the things. Uh, and I tried rereading it as an adult, and it was very sad. Yeah, mm. very it's, sad. It's and it's awful. not even like I can like okay. So Redwall, I've also reread it as, as an adult, and I have a certain like nostalgia and love in my heart for Redwall forever, even though I realize it's like creepily racist and where the hell do the mice get cheese um <laughs> but uh, but shannara it was just like so blatantly bad tolkien ripoff uh-huh. and and f- frankly just terribly written yeah. it's really the Here's just the, the prose itself is awful terry brooks has other books that are good like i really yeah. still genuinely enjoy his night of the word series okay I, I have a similar one with the uh, Incantations of Immortality by Piers Anthony. Oh. Incarnations of Immortality. It's Incarnations. Incarnations they of Immortality. They are incarnating into people. And I, I love that series. I love that series, except for... So I, I originally read them... Probably except for being a green mother, right? Because that one's yeah. boring as fuck. It's so bad. <laughs> God damn it. Aww. <laughs> but, so I love... <clears throat> that series. I read it when I was in sixth grade, roughly. I think is when it okay. came out. 
And about every 10 years, I come back and I read them. Uh-oh. And I always forget that being a green mother is just shit. <laughs> and I'm so super happy. And then I get to that one and I'm like, I don't know if I've read that one. What the fuck? Oh, God. This, it's this book. Oh, God. I remember now. Yeah. I got to finish it. And then I get to For Love of Evil. I'm like, oh, it's back to being good again. Right. And then I get to And Eternity. I'm like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> didn't they? He did an eighth one, didn't he? No, not that I know of. I'm pretty sure, like, and it's, I mean, it's like within the last 10 or 12 years, he did an eighth one. Um, huh. But uh, yeah, I remember even even for the love of evil and and eternity were were add ons because yeah, it was originally just he the did first the first five. five and then fans are like, well, what about good and evil? They should be incarnations of immortality. And stuff. I'm gonna write a book about the devil. And then and I think then I've only he... read the first four, and I think that will be all I read. Uh, I actually, for love of evil, for love of evil is number six, and okay. it's it's second only to on a pale horse. Oh like, shit. Um, Anyway, the whole the reason I was talking about this is because I am I also find that when I'm reading something I don't like, it takes me for fucking ever to finish it. Yeah. And right now I'm stuck on the Captain America omnibus. We were talking about this a couple weeks ago. We were talking about the how I'd read through the Winter Soldier stuff, and it was not it did not meet my expectations because it is super hype, super overhyped. Um. And I mean, I think Winter Soldier is a cool character and all, but the storyline that they bring him back is it's just another Marvel retcon. That's all it is. It's them retconning Bucky's death and whatever. But I so I I finished the main Winter Soldier storyline and then there's this really awful like one shot or two issue storyline with fucking crossbones. And now I'm reading through the Captain America Civil War issues and they are fucking terrible. It's just pictures of his corpse. Uh, they're <laughs> they are terrible, and it really has it's shaken my world a little bit oh, because no. this is Ed Brubaker. Yeah, and so, so what is it about it that you find uh, overhyped? Oh, I, I think the expectation was set just impossibly high to meet. Maybe and like to be honest, for lack of a better way to put it, it's just. It, I mean, it's a dumb storyline because it's all flashback shit, right? It's oh, all, it's, it's like mostly from the perspective of Agent 13 because at this point, I believe Captain America's already dead. Time bullet. And it's not really dead, just. Well, I know. <laughs> and, and I believe that this is, it, it's all her like telling this story about how they got there. Yeah. And, and the dialogue is just fucking awful. And Red Skull is a dumb fucking character. And it's just. It's everything I hate about Marvel Comics. It's just awful, yeah. which which f- frightens me for the Civil War movie, mostly because um, the whole the whole premise of Civil War basically centered around Captain America and Iron Man, and it was Iron Man wanted people to register, Captain America didn't. And I cannot see Tony Stark, the movie version of Tony Stark, taking that line. I cannot see him t- register like, in what way? Like, the Superhuman, Superhuman Registration, Registration Act. Act. Okay. So, like, because especially after Iron Man, was it the second one, where he was in front of Congress or in front of the Senate hearing, and he's like, "No, fuck no, you can't have my shit. It's my shit." You don't get to touch my shit, and it's like, how are they gonna? How are they gonna steer Tony Stark into that mentality? What if they change Wait. it around so that it's switched? I th- he d- is in favor of registration yeah. or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony Stark is the Tony Stark the is head of the 
the movement for superhumans to register because that's fucked up. In was it not Thunderbolt? Well, one of the books basically there's a uh, a team of like C list heroes who have a reality show yes. where they're trying to yeah. catch you know criminals, mm-hmm. which leads to an incident where like. 500 people die because one of the people just explodes and that's everyone <laughs> they're going for. There's like a group of six villains and nice. one yeah. of them is actually a threat. I will say that the the memes that have come out of the Civil War movie promo are solid goddamn gold. I haven't seen There's these. just a bunch where it's like the close-up of uh, it's like a three-strip gag comic that repeats over sure. and over. There's a close-up of, of Captain America and a close-up of Iron Man and then it says Civil War. So it's stuff like Benedict Cumberbatch is the best Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, okay, I have seen Civil that one. War, or like Civil Sailor War. Moon Classic, Sailor Moon Crystal, Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I just wanted to, like, this particular omnibus is supposed to have, and I don't, I don't know if it's, technically, I don't know if this is, I don't think this is post Captain America's death, because the first Civil War omnibus, or the first Captain America omnibus is entitled Winter Soldier, so it's mostly that, and then the second one is entitled The Death of Captain America, Um, so I'm assuming that that starts with his death and, and goes with the time bullet bullshit and all that stuff but but it's like i i want so bad to like it because it's the thing that everyone loves yeah and it's not good yeah no i can i can totally see that because i I read it too i read the entire series and i think what they're trying to do is just remind people what captain america was and there yeah. was a lot of retconning about him and the uh the howling commandos yeah you know dumb dumb in world yeah dumb dumb Duggan and all those guys that what they did in World War Two, right? Because a lot of people didn't read Captain America, sure. and so Brubaker was mm. kind of setting that up. Well, and all the all the um, the portrayals of the villains in that book are just f- terrible. Like yeah. Von Strucker and Red Skull and uh, Crossbones, and and they're just especially Red Skull is just this fucking. Uh, snidely whiplash, like oh, God, <laughs> kind of, and it's yeah. uh, I don't know. If he had a mustache, he would have twirled it, right? Yeah, I'm but not gonna lie. Burned at some point, I tuned out this conversation to live in my own fantasy world, where I slip a, a copy of Crossed right after Captain America, and you're like, Crossed. I don't remember buying this. Got to read it. Yeah. Oh God, why did I buy this? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and you know what? I Crossed. I was already never going to read Crossed until, and it was solidified for me when somebody, one of my former coworkers, you know this story. Uh, there was a a woman that we worked with who was just getting into comics, and of course, this dipshit is oh, like, God. "Oh, here's the first thing you need to read," and hands him a copy, hands her a copy of Crossed. That was not me. No, it was not you. And and <sighs> and that's just like. That's like, gosh, I really like fiction. Here, have Lolita. Right. And he was, he was so, he was blithely oblivious. He was not, he was legitimately like, this is a good comic. You should read this without ever considering who he was handing it to. Really? Yeah. It's like, I like Japanese film. Here's In the Realm of the Senses. Have fun. (laughs) I like anime. Here's Uritsuki Doji. (laughs) Like, (laughs) fuck. Fuck. (laughs) It's, It's pretty bad. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, speaking of stupid Marvel shit, uh, they talked about Secret Wars recently, um, and it's, it's like, I know we're a couple weeks late on this, because I think that the actual announcement of what Secret Wars was going to be came literally like the day of our last recording. it was supposed to be a secret. Yeah. 
but basically, they're they're it's just called wars now. <laughs> Not a secret anymore. Wars, <laughs> mom. Come on, they're <laughs> they're canning the ultimate universe, which in and of itself doesn't bother me. But why? So, so here's my question: Why the fuck do they have to rehash the name of a previous event? Why not? Why not name it something new? Secret or Wars? Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, maybe because they've because... already had Secret Wars and Secret Wars Two. Yeah, yeah and now true. we've got but that was Secret 80s, Wars. Though. We've got Secret Wars. It's not Secret Wars Three. Yeah, it's like it's like Xbox One. Like what the fuck? It's actually the third Xbox. So we're gonna call it Xbox One. Yeah, That's cool, right, guys? <laughs> Maybe they're just afraid of like the third, the third installment in the series, right? Because you know we had the Iron Man three, Spider Man three, X Men three like situation going on, and mm. those were all fairly wretched. So <laughs> maybe they're like, we can't do the number three. It'll be terrible. Literally anything else. Or maybe, yeah, literally anything else. Maybe, like, giving it an original name. What? No, there's only five names. Doesn't it take place on, like, Battle Planet? Is that what it's called? Battle World. Battle World. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was hoping that it was Battle Planet so they can be like, hey, we can have Battle of the Planets. Oh, wait, no. Wait. Someone already did that. Now, uh, I, do, I do have to say that a lot of people are comparing this to New 52, and I disagree with that wholeheartedly because of the fact that Marvel is, they're putting it in continuity, which doesn't, like, that part of it, I think, is kind of good, is that they're like, okay, the the universes are coming together, and a lot of people are going to die, and a lot of weird shit's going to happen, and then the universe moves on from here. They're not being like, oh, we're just, like, flat Flash forward everything. five years. Yeah, Wall we're just decade. flat changing everything as though the original universe never existed kind of bullshit. A- like, anyone want to take bets if Jean Grey comes back? Jean oh, Grey that's definitely back. So yeah, they got to have the redheaded psychic. It's one of those things. So speaking of, uh, we got a listener email. We got a listener email from our old buddy Scanner Fifty One. Um, we actually hey, have Scanner. two, and I want to. I'm going to read the. I'm going to read the Secret Wars one, and then we'll see if we have time for the other one later. Um, he says, "Hey guys, first off, <laughs> first off, I don't read Marvel, so I'm writing this going off what I've heard on other podcasts and read on other stories. Marvel is doing a soft reboot with the Secret Wars thing. What I'm about to say, I heard on another podcast. They." Th- and I think they might be somewhat right. The question is this. Is the Marvel reboot they'll, their way of getting rid of their new black Captain America and their new female Thor? Mm. If they did go back to their old Captain America and Thor at the end of this event, I don't really think anyone would notice. It would no. be just seen as a standard effect of a reboot. And I am... I, agree I think out. people would notice, but mm. no one would be like, well... Like, because I geeks, I, I will tell you what will happen. I agree with the concept that I'd, I'm going to rewind it a bit, though. I don't think that Secret Wars is, quote unquote, their way of getting rid of those characters. I think those characters were created because Marvel knew that they were uh, about to retcon them. So they knew right? that they wouldn't yeah. have to like commit to exactly. these choices. Yeah. I mean, yes. Because I've seen enough movies. I know what happens to the black guy. You know? And it wasn't going to last. It, but it was a nice idea. It's like, hey, let's have him as Captain yeah. America for we'll a while. We'll have a beautiful moment of tokenism. Yeah, and then exactly. it'll be back to status quo. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... Hmm. The, I... I it would not surprise me one makes bit a lot of sense. that they yeah. created these characters because they're like, you know what? For like six or seven months, we can do some cool stuff and then we can just like pitch it. And... And you know damn well that 
if that happens, when that happens, there will be a there will be a contingent of the of comic book fandom that is like you fuckers you got you made us made us these awesome uh, minority characters and then you got rid of them fuck diversity blah 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 and but the way they're doing it means that the bulk of the marvel fandom will be like it was a world changing event and the event yeah. it was perfectly logical in the world so basically all the people that they've enticed into comics because they're looking interesting and maybe not like a sea of white males <laughs> will have all of their dreams crushed right god damn it yeah um so and i mean the hope think, of course is do you that think they'll do that with kamala they better not or i'm gonna go punch somebody i no because g willow wilson just signed exclusively with marvel yeah yeah and she's kind of her own thing right like yeah i yeah. would what i would like to see which i don't think will happen but what i would like to see is like the the so I haven't read the female Thor. Is is it a, a previous character that we know that turned into Thor, or was it a brand new? Does anybody know? Uh, I've only read the first issue because I forgot Andy. to sign up for it. Save us. Uh, brain can't read. Um, fuck. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I was just curious because um, I feel like you could go. I feel like you could move forward in the Thor universe with both. And that's I want to say it's Valkyrie, but okay. I, I'm. And that's why they're going to spacing on, on this. And and the the Captain America thing, I feel like I I still just want I still just want Sam to be his own thing. You mm. know, I mean, it's cool that he's Captain America and all, but I want Sam to have his own book. Yeah. And yeah. you know, now that now that he's been elevated from sidekick to main guy, yeah, make him his own main guy. That's not Captain America. And uh, this sounds weird to say it this way, but kind of like uh, kind of like like Nightwing in the DC universe, right? Where he was, he's kind of, he was a sidekick and then he's like, you know, fuck you, Batman. I'm gonna go do my own thing and becomes his own hero that has his own books every once in a while. Yeah. And stuff. like do the same thing with Sam Wilson because he's an awesome character. I think that would be one way to sort of save face slash yeah. be a decent publishing company. And I don't mind, I don't mind that they're mashing the universes together because the Ultimate Universe yeah. was a great idea when it came out because the industry as a whole was flagging at that moment. And I got into Marvel Comics with the Ultimate yeah. Universe. I got Thank back, you, Mark Millar. Mm. I got back into comics because of, um, because of the Ultimate Universe, right? And it was great back then because there honestly wasn't... There, the industry was kind of on a downturn and they were trying to figure out how to bring new people in and it worked. Mm. But now with the MCU and movies being big and the whole industry is kind of Disney. expanding with the Disney thing, cool. having two separate universes with the same characters running parallel is nothing but confusing to people, especially yeah. when they, when it went Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, Ultimate, ultimate Spider-Man, ultimate, ultimate Enemy, Ultimate Ultimate, Ultimatum, Ultimate Ultimate Ultimate. And I think you touched on the reason why they're doing that right. with Secret Wars is that that the the MCU or the movie universe, the MCU, yeah. is so popular now that people who want to get into comic books, it's they're wholly different, right? Right. So they need to do something that kind of wipes the slate clean and clears everything out. And it's like, okay, oh. the movies Here's a they starting gonna, point. are they going to kill off White books. Nick Fury and leave only Black no. Nick Fury? Yeah. <laughs> Even better. Like, fuck, I'm not current on Ultimates right now, but you know that uh, Mr. Fantastic is the, the big bad villain. Yeah. Sure. God, I hope he gets it's put really into the regular too. Marvel universe because they, you know, they're not doing Fantastic Four anymore. Yeah. Oh, all this yeah. stuff is kind of making sense now. Yeah, it's um, I, it's it's something that 
like there are things about it I like, but I just I'm I'm so fucking yeah. I'm just event fatigued, you know, yeah. with with Marvel stuff. It's just uh, I have no interest. I'm yeah. I'm I'm interested to see the outcome, but not interested enough to read how they get there. Yeah, um, been there, done that. Like, and it's uh, it's kind of. It does help new readers get in, though. And like, I'm hoping that it also gets rid of the Marvel Now. Like, they just they just go mash new universe back to basic Marvel comics. There's no there's no side things. There's no all new Marvel Now. There's no Marvel Now. There's no. My favorite was something that Chris from my comic shop posted to Facebook about them coming out with the quote unquote. All new, all different Avengers. That's the actual title of the book. Really? What? And it is an all new Marvel Now book, which means it is all new Marvel Now, all new, all different Avengers. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love see, it. See, and they, they're just tripping over their dicks now. So they just need something to just circumcise it and yeah, just, get it over with. Just and lop, start over lop off the grunch and, yeah. and move on. Yeah, well, Speaking oh, of lopping off the grunch. No, well, can I just say one thing? The, the whole idea of Secret Wars is this was an event that was, what, 25, 30 years ago? So a lot yeah. of the comic books now, or comic book readers, have never read Secret Wars That's unless fair. they went back into the... And so it's also something that... That, yeah. Um, didn't, didn't they... Kill that guy too? Fuck, I don't remember. The, yeah, it's, so it's what? been thirty years. <laughs> no, no, the, but the the Watcher. Yeah, the, the Watcher. They 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 recently had a whole like, who killed the Watcher? Yeah. Let's do With a miniseries him? and tie in all the things. They stole his eye, and and uh, Nick Fury had his eye, and that's kind of the reason why they had Thor turn into a woman. So all this stuff is kind of <laughs> that informed. makes total sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, got your comic eye. Books. <laughs> comic books. Totally um, convincing me to read um, more Marvel old and comic busted. books. Yeah. Got your nose. Well, okay, so Secret <laughs> War is something that hotness <laughs> got your eye. <laughs> Love it. Secret War is something that older comic book fans are familiar with. So they might, if they've gotten out of it, they're like, "Oh, I remember this as a kid. I'll try this again." And then new newer readers have not read Secret War, so. Yeah. And I can totally see it. It's like there's a chain. Like, okay, so Old and Busted, right, was Got Your Nose. Mm-hmm. And then Red Skull's like, ha-ha, Professor Xavier, got your brain. They're Aww. like, oh, that didn't work so well. They're like, Nick Fury's like, got your eye. <laughs> hey, any, anything else? I don't even want to know where it's going to go from there. Yeah. Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> you wanted to talk about some graffiti stuff. Yes. Um, lovely, lovely, loveliness that's happening in relate, relation to Marvel fandom. So in New York, there was a, um Islamophobic entity that uh paid to have bus ads that were fox news uh, probably okay um let's just ass- it's not fox news but for the purposes of the discussion let's assume it, it I was i believe it was a it, it was a ostensibly a jewish organization okay. right that it, because the I whole the it was the the premise of the ads was uh islam as a culture is uh, hates jews uh. which is r- ridiculous but anyway point awful. being um, they had these awful bus ads that were, were up and around and people, uh, graffiti artists of, of unknown origin, um, put Banksy? Ms. Marvel over it and change it to be like, stop the hate and heart, heart, heart to Islamic nations instead of like, yeah. off and die to Islamic nations or whatever I used to say before. Yeah. So. And they had, they like pasted over all the artwork with pictures of Kamala Khan. It yep. was really fucking cool it was awesome yeah yeah it was it's it's really cool because it um what am i trying to say she's such a good face of like hey remember how everyone's actually kind of awesome and like wait people are just people 
Uh-huh. And like specific people like so Muslims, for example, are not this like single entity that you can like hate on. Speaking of, that's that actually reminded me of something that's to- somewhat related. Okay. Uh, it was a political comic that somebody posted to my Twitter feed that was a it was uh, it was two white guys. One of them dressed as like a thug, you know, kind of gr- grungy type and the other guy in a suit. And it said when this man, meaning the grungy guy, when this man does something wrong, this man is not responsible for his actions, like re- the referring to the suited guy. Mm-hmm. And then they had the same exact thing with two black guys, and it said, but when this man does something wrong, he is, re- he is representative of his entire race. This comic was from yep. 1915. Yes. And I'm like... That's yeah. Things just don't fucking change, do they? Nineteen fifteen. Nineteen fifteen. Yeah. Really? Wow. I wonder if it was published in white newspapers, black newspapers, or both. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's the same. It's the same shit, you know. Yep. But it's it's seeing somebody actually step up and use, uh, have a character like Kamala Khan who. Um, stands for something like that stands for that kind of diversity and and acceptance and i want to know who the who Ryan, has been so doing great. this because it's really cool tweeted about it and was very vacant yeah i would be too that would be that's pretty freaking awesome a hero that's actually used as a hero yeah yeah, yeah. and i like well, that I'm she can so be a symbol like but she's also like just kind of yeah. a kid you know who she is yeah <clears throat> Very poetic. Love it. And after all that, let's go talk about people lopping off orc dicks. All right. All right. Orc Stain. It is a book that came out in 2010, or at least it finished in 2010, um, by James Stokoe, who moved on to do things like Godzilla, and um, I don't really know his... Like, I know I've stuff. seen him... Yeah, I Wonton, know I've seen him around stuff. Wonton Soup. Okay. You did that too. Um, he and Br- I confuse him and Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham. all the time. Um, did they ever work on something together? I don't think so. Right. For some reason, his style makes me think like all of the hip Seattle indie cartoonists right now. Yeah. Like That's why I brought this copy of The Intruder. Because I'm like, gosh, I, James Stoker arc would fit right in with The Intruder. It reminds me of uh, the Morningstar stuff Kaz. that Kaz did. So um, the book is about as like, hardcore indie comic as you get um even though it's published by image i love that image which, published this it's um, great but it is completely it is a one-man show it was written drawn colored inked uh lettered by james stokoe um and andy why don't you talk about it because this was your this was your pick okay so it's a fantasy-esque book and one of the things that i absolutely love about it is that everything is pretty much organic to a certain extent mm. uh it's not your standard you know Everyone has like their magical weapons and stuff. Everyone has pieces of other things that they have turned into weapons and whatnot. Um, it's alive. Unfortunately, there's only this volume, uh, which really kind of pisses me off. Aren't there seven issues? Total? There's seven issues. There's an issue that like you know follows through with this, yeah, if yeah. I remember correctly, because I have not read the singles in a while. Because my opinion was once I got the trade. Uh, like the the seventh issue, like it continues, but it doesn't finish. Aww. It's kind of like Battle Chasers in that way, where you, you've got a storyline that starts and it just pisses you off every time because you're like, I want more. Yeah, Dang but it. um, so I don't even know how to be like. It's sort of the opposite of grim dark. It's got the grim part, but it's not dark. It's vibrant. It's colorful. It's this world that is so different from everything else that I've ever read. The world building in this is impressive mm-hmm. and awesome. Um. 
part of it is that is the colorful factor of it, and I mean that like literally. It's sort of a it's sort of a technicolor, a technicolor vomit. Yeah. Yeah, Technicolor Vomit. That's the exact color palette. It's, like, it's awesome. Just off like purples and greens and just or, like super, super vibrant. Everything is just so weird and organic and different that it – if you I, – I don't think you could read anything that's – I can't think of anything that's similar. Mm. Like it's almost like biotech, like biotech fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember there, there's – there was something else that I've seen that had a similar similar aesthetic where everything you know everything is some kind of living creature that has a specific ability, but I, I I'm blanking on where I'm getting that from. So, um, but yeah, the 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 artwork in it, it, there are times in some of the larger scenes where his level of detail kind of reminds me of of like Jeff Darrow. Um, where he'll just like go into hyper detail with these oh. large, like elaborate Ra- scenes. Raphael Grandpa is another example mm-hmm. with like the hyper. Like if you've read Mesmo's del- delivery service, um, but so uh, it follows One Eye, uh, an orc who's really good with a hammer. And when I say really good with a hammer, I mean he figures out the weak point of just about anything. Um, there's it's just let's talk about the five orcs. hammer grotch grotch drop <laughs> <laughs> like instead of the five finger death punch there's the five hammer grotch yeah. drop so i like the orcs in this because they're not your standard tolkien ripoff right, orcs right. like mm-hmm. there's some fairly specific world building rules that apply to them mm-hmm. um and they have a distinct culture uh and they don't have names which mm-hmm. is interesting. It's like they can go through a process, they can earn names, but the reason why one eye is one eye is because, oh, gosh, he's got, he's got one eye. eye. Hooray. But they don't even earn names until death either. It's like right. you don't get that uh, until you die and get buried. And then on your tombstone, they're like, uh, this was this number guy. 842. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they've got like, they have a very distinct culture. Um, they ha- they It's a like... It's very blood feud centric and like lots of hierarchical bullshit, and um, it's revolves around the the currency of the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is made from <laughs> chits, chits, which are made grunch. from grunch, which is the junk. Yeah, uh, lopped off orc penises, cut that, and dried. <laughs> that is one of the baked, cut, dried, and baked. That's true with clay. With clay. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say cut, dried. Um, resin dipped in resin and then baked, and uh, and it stops you from counterfeiting. It is an interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting because they actually go into very dis- descriptive detail. Two page explanation of how the currency is made at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, skinning skinning the penis and the <laughs> head of the penis. The head of the penis is like the the discs sliced from the grunch are chits, and then the the head sliced in half lengthwise are chuggets. Um. It's uh, so there's this whole um, the whole in fact the whole book starts on uh, a basically a one of the tribal lords they they are going to pay one of the tribal lords and um, one eye's compatriot has betrayed him and stolen all his money and so in order to pay back the tribal lord the tribal lord is planning to cut off his grunch and turn it into chits and so then he escapes using this badass hammer ability which i love that i love the fact that he's just like like he's like okay i'm going to tap that perfect it's going to crack all the way down break my chains loose and i'm going to 
you know, I'm yeah. gonna escape and it's nice because it's it's uh for a basically a strength based ability, it's very um witty. Like yeah. like he's 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 really smart about how he fights, which yeah. is satisfying. Well and that's actually something that um one of the things that I really liked about how they distinguish one eye from the other orcs is that he has basically he you know he is the only one that seems to there's a point in the book where he um he does his five hammer grunch drop on on this guy named pointy face and uh it makes his makes his dick drop off um and there's a <laughs> so good that's a sentence you I, say i yeah. love just listening to commentary about things that happen in this book <laughs> cuz you get things like he does the five uh five hammer grunch drop and makes the guy's dick fall off uh, yeah you know, anyone who was like walking by listening to this conversation would stop turn look and be like the huh. fuck <laughs> yeah um and then there's a, there is a a moment where the he's talking to the boss and the the, the boss man is he's like well I'm glad you killed that guy because I was trying I've been trying to kill him for years and blah 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 and he's like well no I just you know I just made his dick drop off I didn't actually kill him and the guy's like what and then there's this moment where he's like yeah where he's thinking to himself I you know I probably it would probably be better for me had I killed him but that's not how I work and that is. It, it's interesting because it's only two issues into the book or an issue and a half into the book and you really get the sense for how much different that is from the rest of yeah. orc society, right? Like It's, it's um, mo- like 99.9% of the population is a very, this is what I'm doing right now, that's all that matters. Yeah. One eye is like, eh, you know what, I maybe a year from now I'll plan something out. Or right. It's it's more, not even maybe a year, maybe like a week from now or something he like that. He has a sense of the future. Yeah, <laughs> unlike every single other, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of the witch whose name I cannot remember. She, she's, she's not, not an orc, orc I don't think. But I, I'm saying she's like one of the very yeah. few people yeah, yeah. Who, who on, in the world that... I really like her. Yeah, I love her She's pet. a poison thrower? Poison thrower, yeah. yeah. With uh, a very subtle pet that, like, it's a, is it a cloak or <laughs> is it secret cloak Snuffleupagus? I want a Snuffleupagus that protects me from blast damage. Too. Yeah, and then, but the, I think the only other person who... The Czar? Has, yeah, is the Orc Czar. He, he's the only other guy who can think in advance, which, which is, is why... Which is probably why the Czar. Right, and it, which is also why I... Um, I was really looking forward, like, I want more of this because yeah. I get the very strong feeling that the the whole point was it supposed to be... When I becomes a czar. He becomes a czar, or at least the two of them um, are the only two intelligent enough to, like, Lead. fuck with each other. There'll be a showdown at some point. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There was her name. Where did her name go? She says her name, and I can't yeah, yeah. fucking find the page where she says her name. I, I just and it aggravates the shit out of me. While Luke's looking for that, I want to talk about the colors for one more minute. Like the the fact that the non standard color coloring in this book is so perfect. It, it's something yeah. that I've never seen before. Like you'll have a, pl- a panel that's filled with you know a bunch of like cool colors like purple, green, blue, and then all of a sudden there will be something that is. It's like an orange going into a red, which then transitions into the purple, and you don't see that normally. It's just so like there's such a, a wide variance that works. Yeah, and it is Bowie brilliant. Bowie, Bowie the that's or- right. The poison thrower. Bowie Enokraz Yaramund. <laughs> Bowie. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, it's but cool. that's it's I cool. just needed to find it. Cause... Uh, I feel like the colors suggest how bad this world would smell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can get that. Like, especially especially in the scene Think where... Like bruises. But you do. Now you like know what bad smelling looks s- like. <laughs> well, it, because there... And there's so much of this... There's there's so much of this book where the just has, like, excessive sound effects going on. The, you know, yeah. every yeah. time... It's very... Yeah, it's like all this... It's just... And that's sounds. one thing I noticed. It's very uh, manga like. Yeah, where yeah, in some everything ways. has its has its own. Well, one like, thing that sound. I do find interesting that's very non standard is there are a lot of dicks in this book. There are a lot yeah. of dicks in this book. I, I mean, attached and detached. Yeah, you know. Yep. Not only is it the currency, but there's just like dudes splayed out, legs spread. And it's like yeah, there's yeah. A, within the first like five, five pages. pages of the book, the two the the one uh, pointy face is just sitting there with his Nymph. junk hanging out. Um, uh, I, in the back, in James Stokoe's note, he says something about like, "Hey, thanks for letting me draw dicks all over this fantasy book." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which the, I think is like kind of lovely and subversive to other like fantasy else. tropes. That yeah. is like, "Hey, let's swap boobs everywhere." This yeah. is like, "Well, you know what? Orcs and dicks. Eat a bag <laughs> or- of <laughs> Orcs and dicks." Um, to to comment on your your smell thing, I I felt that exact way when uh, when one eye escapes from uh, Scrub Town on the the weird balloon sculpture yeah. thing. Like there, there's these weird balloon sculptures that li- that are like I guess they're like tapped into natural gas veins or something like that to keep them afloat. So he. You know, he hacks loose the the tether, <laughs> whatever, and it's just this like trail of multicolored gases the whole time, and lots of sound effects, and it's just you get that you get that feeling like that can't possibly smell right. Like there's there's something something's got to be wrong there. So I, I, I just feed Micatron the wrong thing. He emits a trail of multicolored gases too. Jesus. So uh, I just want to talk about the back cover for a second because, like, literally, it looks like the building is a bruise. That's the best way that I can yeah. describe yeah. Yeah. sort of like the orcs are some sort of infestation on this planet, and the result is that everything is, you know, like basically colored like bed sores or bruises or just wounds. And the sort of like foliage in the background looks like dicks. Oh, there's <laughs> everything looks like a dick in this yeah, book. Yeah, there's so much. Yeah. Some of the monsters, like, so many phalluses. <laughs> just. <laughs> Which is kind of great, like in comparison to Orcish culture, because the Orcish culture in this book is based on just sort of like endless dick waggling, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally and figuratively. It a lot of the uh, a lot so of the veiny. <laughs> There's a lot of veins. A lot of the creature stuff in the book too, I really really enjoy because it's it's very reminiscent of like creature horror. The can of um, soda got me, man. Yeah, right. So good. No, so no, 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 no. Ow, ow, ow! It's like, <laughs> um, that that is probably the the funnest part of this book for me is just all the little weird details that he dumps into the background the into safe the that looks the, like a bear yeah, yeah. Um, and is alive and like you know this kind of relationship with random creatures that they always have yeah. like when he's when he's with Bowie and she feeds him the the egg that still has a formed embryo in it and it turns out that that creature secretes stuff that makes him suggestible suggestible right it's like a hypnosis it's just like like Thanks. shit like that is fucking fantastic and it's yeah. the the it, it is 
all of that, those little details and little world building things that make the world so fun to read about. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I loved about this was the world building because you've never seen anything like this. You know, I've, a safe cracker, it's a living safe. Everything is living. A lot like Andy was saying that things are alive and it's kind of biotech, mm-hmm. you know. And the thing is, is that it doesn't seem like anything rings untrue, mm-hmm. you know. And that's one thing if you're building a good world, mm-hmm. everything seems like it should fit in that world. Yeah, right? and you can do, if you set it up right like James Stokoe has, you can do really crazy shit and nobody bats an eye at it, mm-hmm. right? Because there's, it makes sense in context. Yeah, there's never a moment where you're like, even in world where you're like, hmm, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure he could actually make a guy's dick fall off by hitting him with a hammer. No, you just... And you're just like, no, no, no. Yeah, he could probably do that. Yeah. I, I, sure. <laughs> I, I remember as this was coming out of single issues and I was reading it, I was super excited to see what sort of weird fucked up thing was going to happen next. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because like you read the first issue and he's like, okay, there was a bioorganic bear safe that's entrails <laughs> tried to choke someone. And that was the first issue. Entrails tried yep. to choke someone and then they found a, a, a creature in it that they squished and smoked to get high. Yeah. <laughs> like... Who the fuck thinks this shit up? Oh, James Stokoe, apparently. And what yeah. kind of fantastic drugs are they on to think this oh, sort of and stuff? The, and the, uh, what's, what did they call it? I, I got to look it up in the back because the, the eye spy. Oh, yeah. The, 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 one the giant beetle with an eyeball on its back. And it'll run around and spy on stuff. And then there is a guy who like knows how to get that information by letting the beetle crawl into his mouth. Yeah. And I'm just like... That is so fucking fantastic. I, I desperately want to see Guillermo del Toro make a movie of this. Oh, my God. He <laughs> yeah. would be the direct director. Like, for sure. Because this is the same kind of like creature horror that Guillermo del Toro does and yeah. does well. You know, you look at like things Pan's like Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth and, and Hellboy 2 and uh, some of his other movies. And he has this really good eye for doing creepy crazy weird creatures That's some early film that was like about a vampire device that yes. eats your hand or it goes i can't remember where it goes i can't remember what it's it, called though but that's very much like mm-hmm. the ice bay yeah the parasite am... where? parasite uh it's that's no, not the name of the movie if no. that's what you're asking i am really pissed at the end of this book yeah right it doesn't end because i mean the book the book overall i mean it's a very fast read and it's the the storyline overall is fairly simplistic. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't want to get my junk chopped off, so I'm going to run, and people are trying to kill me. Um, and there's two, you know, there's basically two overlapping storylines where there's uh, Pointy Face is trying to the the whole thing starts with Pointy Face trying to get him because he you know lopped his dick off, and then the um, the orc czar is collecting every single one-eyed orc on the planet because supposedly one of them is a key to something that will get him the largest graunch that ever existed. Um, <laughs> and and that's something that they mentioned very briefly in the beginning that that like monster graunch is a huge commodity. It's a it's a thing that, you know, people do, which it's how funny. cool would a monster hunter game based in this world just going yeah. out and getting graunches be <laughs> I'm thinking of the carving animation now for Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Kronos, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. We're going after King Kong. Um, did you just say King Cock? King Kong. King Kong. <laughs> but, 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 yeah. But, Freudian. Yes. Um, 
And so there's... Man, so I want to see like a, a like a Godzilla circa the 90s film, like that style of filmmaking, but about... <laughs> Matthew Broderick is hunting Godzilla for his dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh... It's an aphrodisiac. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to smoke it. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm thinking of the most recent Godzilla movies I watched, and they have baby Godzilla in there. Never mind. I'm not even going to say it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I found Andy's limits. <laughs> oh, no. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Towards interacting with other people. <laughs> I'm, There's um, a line somewhere. I was trying to... Oh, and, and the, thing that, the thing that aggravates me is that, you know, you guys are telling a story about what happened to Stoko and the reason this ended? Yeah, like, thanks, Bush. Yeah, uh, as far as I understand, uh, basically, he got deported. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he was living in Seattle, and he came down here. He wasn't a, on a work visa, and INS caught him and sent him back to Vancouver. Why can't All... they catch Bieber instead? Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Get him the oh. fuck out of this place. I'll trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, um, but what that means, and what I don't, okay, why? Why isn't he making? Why isn't he making more? Because he's doing other stuff. I don't give a fuck if he's doing other stuff. I want him to do more Orkstein. Well, so um, Luke, being a published writer, uh, I, I just want you to think of the amount of time it took you to write your book. Now I want you to, to draw everything and then color everything and mm-hmm, ink everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a quick letter. process. No, I know. I know yeah. it's not a quick process, but it's 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 aggravating to me. And this is the one aggravation that I have with the book. And I understand that it's very much a battle chaser style scenario, where it just kind of ends. Yeah. But the thing that aggravated me about it, and it was the way that it is paced. It is clearly this five issues. It was clearly meant to be at least ten. I'd and say about ten. I'd, and I'd say fifteen. Well, it could go however long he wants it to go, but I'm, I'm like, oh, I think it might be 50 or 60. Um, I'll see you're awesome and make it more. <laughs> but even as I was reading it, like, so he, at the very beginning of the book, he kind of introduces us to the concept of the Orcsar and what's going on in the in the south and the Orcsar's moving north. And and then we are shifted away from that for to, to follow One-Eye's story. And I was following kind of the pacing of this, right? And I was like, how the fuck are they going to resolve this? They're not. Because they get to the point where like, uh, like at the beginning of the, or the end of the fourth issue, he finally, he gets captured and he gets sent to the Orcsar. And I'm like, oh, awesome, sweet. That means the last issue is going to, no, nothing gets resolved. It just, like the storylines that I wanted to see resolved never get there because now you've drawn in uh, Bowie and you've got, you know, you've got, you do finally have the kind of climatic fight with between him and pointy face, right? That was something anyway, which is okay, I guess. And then, and then of course, Bowie frees all of the one eyed orcs that are, that are, uh, it kept in captivity and sets them off on, which is one of the funny moments, by the way, where she's like, she's like, You've been held captive by this asshole, and now you need to burn and kill everything. And they're like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, why should we listen to you? You know what we should do? We should burn and kill everything. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, fuck. Okay, whatever. Six, one, half dozen, the other. Results the same. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, it's all good when it's going through, too. You know, like, none of it ever flags. Yeah. You know, it's all... it's. It's all good. You don't it's, get bored with the book. It's a no. great big grunge the, tease. The oh. pacing is great for where it was leading had it actually completed that 
arc. Yeah. Because, um, like, literally the last, one of the last things that happens in the book, the last thing that happens in the book is that Bowie sets the orcs off and they start destroying the city where the orc czar is. And then she walks away and says, uh, they knock down our hut, we'll knock down their mountain. We'll need a spot of help for that, though. And... Mm. (laughs) 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 Fuck. All the awesome was about to happen. (laughs) Fuck. Um, So, you know, you've got all these... You've you've introduced characters that are not just... Like, the orcs are a force of nature. Yeah. One eye is not... Anti-force of nature. Right. One eye is not... The orcs are is not. Bowie is not. So you've introduced characters that actually think, that you can follow, that you can identify with. And then... And um, I'm hoping against hope that someday Stoko will make enough money and have enough time to write a second arc to this. I mean, there are the other two issues, yeah? Yes. Which, why the fuck are those not collected in here? That is a good question. Because, I I mean, if you're you're not going to end it anyway, you might as well collect the whole damn thing. I think that what happened was that basically this got published while those other ones were being, like, Okay. You know, so sequential order happens. The first five image is like, okay, we're going to collect all these. They put it out, thinking that thinking he was that gonna he's gonna going to keep going. Another... All of a sudden, bam, deported. Yeah, maybe, maybe I okay. guess. Um, bring us Orch Gorgonch from Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I mean, uh, oh god, there's more Spider Nam. Spider Nam. Spider Nam. Spider Nam. Spider Nam is uh, what James Stoko was doing. I guess is like a side project. Which has Peter Parker in uh, the Vietnam War. Spider. Uh, so, if you're listening and you're curious what James Stokoe's art is like, there is a fantastic two-page spread that he did of Spider-Man that gives you an idea of how his colors work, and it is just so different and awesome. And yeah, and just the way the guys think. I mean, his first thing was, and I think this is why there's a lot of kind of manga influence was wonton soup. And it's a story. Are you guys familiar with this? It's a story of a space chef. He's just a a chef on a ship, and he goes around and he cooks just weird alien stuff. And it's just a story about this chef on a spaceship. If I remember correctly, that's the one that has the the completely blank page that has the panels that you're supposed to fill in yourself. (laughs) Probably. That's awesome. The the guy is is very subversive, as you can see. And and, uh, I love I love how he thinks and how he, he's just all Technicolor, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's like the, <clears throat> if you think of like seventies sci-fi movies, mm. like the the hyper coloration. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of what it uh, maybe I'm kind of thinking of. Yeah, I can see that. I think uh, I think if we go buy borrow burn, I'm like I'm super torn between buy and borrow on this one yeah, because of the. What? You're we're, supposed to say a buy bar. Are we are doing the buy bar? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing my buy bar burn. Oh, which you is okay. You said if. It was confusing. Which yeah. is to be, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really torn because it's, it's fantastic. It's really enjoyable. The ending aggravates the living shit out of me. Um, it is worth reading. Uh, if you think you're going to be aggravated by the ending, then maybe borrow it first. But um, I'm going to just say bye because it's it is really good and it's it's really neat to see the like the one man show. You know the he that he just fucking put this whole thing together himself. And actually, you know, it took him getting deported to not do it. Unlike the guy that's doing uh, non-player, who he's just like, eh, fuck it, I'll do things whenever the fuck Battle I chasers. want. I'll do an Joe issue Mattiera. a year. Yeah, like. Non-player number one came out in 2012, and I think number two came out 
last year. Good God. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to say buy. What about you, Joel? Uh, buy it. But it's just something that's completely different that you've never seen before. And it's a good story, too. And uh, yeah, I would definitely buy it. It's so good. Uh, I would straddle the same by borrow line, um, in part because it is unfinished. I'd say like you should consider borrowing it instead of buying it if you know the unfinished ending is going to piss you off, or if you are fe- feel weird about penises. Um, those would, <laughs> those would be two reasons to borrow it. I'm very confused by them. Um, <laughs> that being said, if you enjoyed like. Th- I'm thinking of things with like sort of incomplete endings. If you if you like like the weird indie comic end of things, if you like bizarro animation, like buy the hell out of this. And if you watched through Twin Peaks and weren't super frustrated by the unfinished ending there, then buy the hell out of this. It's great. Buy, 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 steal, murder someone to get it. Branch. It's got the it's it's completely different than everything else out there. Mm. I like, think if you're looking for fantasy that's like its own thing. Yeah, it's it's a unique vision and the world building is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough about how much I love the art because it is so different and I the coloring is the same way. I have a very hard time like the art itself um I mean I guess I could draw some parallels to grandpa as, as far as the hyper detailed like areas, but that's about it and that is totally a compliment. The coloring though, I cannot think of anything that I've ever read that does this sort of technicolor vomit i think is the term that we're going to coin for uh-huh. it where everything not only is it so different as far as the like the vividness but the the, the combination of like warm and cool colors in ways that i've not seen before is oh, excuse me wonderful really it's basically rainbow colored but it doesn't look like i drew a rainbow and colored it in it's like technicolor it's yeah. like carefully planned out coloration with everything that you could possibly think. Yeah. Can't get better than four buys. So that was our work stain episode. Um, we've got the next five episodes are planned out and we're probably sometime in the next couple episodes we will have, we will start being able to talk about the list of, of episodes between episode 90 and, and 100. But um, uh, next show we're going to be doing images Wicked and Divine. Which mm-hmm. is, I've read the first two issues and it's it's interesting. Hey, um, after that we're doing Batman: The Long Halloween. <clears throat> so it's one of our first classics that we're running back to for a while, and then uh, the Massive is coming after that, which actually just, just ended. Yeah. Uh, so it did not go where I thought it was going to go. No, no, and then. Uh, Lucifer uh, episode 90 is going to be our long read of Lucifer so we're we're doing all 75 issues of Lucifer um, so much it's, it's a lot luckily we got it you know a while ago so at least I've been trying to read through you know so I'm much. not keeping the pace that I should be keeping but you it's know, it's better than I, bullets was really long too <laughs> I was gonna say it's better than I did with hundred bullets which was literally to read the entirety of hundred bullets in three days I was so happy that like oh, when we decided on doing that I'm like oh, I've read them all already I can, yeah. I can go through them again. <laughs> no problem and I like see you guys like sweating like the you know the week before and you're like fuck I've got 60 issues to go yeah yeah so <laughs> And then uh, we randomly chose episode 91 as, as Next Wave Agents of Hate just because that book's it's, amazing. it is a fantastic 
not very well known book that everyone you know should be reading. So that's why we want to it, talk about it. It is such good satire of the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's it's really fantastic. So yes. yeah, Wiccan Divine, Batman Long Halloween, The Massive, Lucifer, Next Wave, Agents of Hate, and then we will uh, probably on episode eighty nine or ninety we will be able to tell you what's coming up for the next ten episodes after that, and uh, you can. If you want to have any say in what we read, you should email us at tradesecretsatgeekerific.com um, and tell us you know, suggestions. If you have something that we haven't covered on the show that you want us to cover, then let us know because we will take fan suggestions for the most part. Uh, and we also love hearing from fans getting questions and comments. Thank you, Scanner51, for sending in another question for the show that we uh, handled early on. Caliban, I love the show. Uh, I'll post something to you guys eventually Woo-hoo. another if, podcast yeah, another podcast okay thanks uh so yeah if you want to be a part of the show like scanner 51 did you can email us at that email address i told you about just a minute ago you can hit us up on twitter at trade secrets pod you can hit us up on facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash trade secrets podcast uh, I am individually on Twitter at Geek Elite and at Nbane Tweets. Andy. Mathtastrophe. Joel. Superfly. Uh, we love hearing from fans, so send us emails. We will uh, we'll read them on the show like we did for Scanner 51. Um, this has been episode 86 of the Trade Secrets Podcast, all about James Stokoe's Orc Stain. Next week, we are, or next show, we are doing Wicked and Divine. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We are out. Work it harder, make it better, do it faster, makes us stronger, all the